Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Play action. Looking. Punch. Throws down the middle. Touchdown! Arkansas! Oh, my! Monday Morning Quarterback with Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Sterner throws. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, this Clint Sterner, he's putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play big, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right. Clint, first things first. Did you get your project done this weekend or not? Man, I, I got the la- I got the fourth box checked. I got the fourth thing done last night right before the Kansas City Pittsburgh game. Man, got them knocked out, baby. That a way? I, I got I got this husband future father thing uh, uh, figured out. It only took me forty four years, but I think I got it figured <laughs> out, brother. Well, the good news is uh, you've only got to keep one person happy, and that's your wife. You don't have to keep your kids happy. I mean, it's nice if you can, but it's not a priority. As long as Lauren's happy, you're all good, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've lasted a little over a year, or almost a year. So we'll, we'll uh, I'll, I'll chalk that up to to, uh, to to the 44 years experience leading up to it. I just saw a uh, a tweet here that someone sent me. Jaguars have won seven playoff games since 1996, and the Cowboys have only won four. They wow. they did not win one yesterday. Um, the question of the day today is who is to blame: head coach, offensive coordinator, quarterback, or official? Who, who do you point the finger at for that play? Because, I mean, the one thing about Dak is he should know to hand the ball. And the other thing is he can audible, right? If the play comes in, it's quarterback draw. He could audible there, I guess. But that's pretty gutsy, I guess, at the end of a game. What, what do you put that well, on? They're coming Clint? out of a timeout. So they, they got to discuss what they wanted to do coming yeah. out of that timeout. I mean, when you're running out there, you don't go, damn, are we really going to run this? I don't know about this. Anyway, Clint, what do you think? Well, look, I think the, you, you named four different individuals, and I think the only one not to blame is the referees. They, they were doing their job, and, and, and ultimately that, that's part of the game that you've got to take into account, and you've got you, you to limit the risk as much as you possibly can, and the Cowboys didn't do it. I mean, chalk it up to arrogance. Um, chalk it up to not being prepared. Um, however, whatever you want to chalk it up to, it's just, uh, it, it, obviously today it's, it's bullet point number one that we're going to talk about, but this is the same – this is the same old, same old with with the, the Cowboys, even back to when Romo uh, was quarterback. And there's just the, the 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 level of risk that they're willing to 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 take throughout a season and throughout a ball game. Eventually, it's going to bite them in the tail. And yesterday, it bit them in the tail multiple times, but it, it bit, definitely bit them when it when it mattered the most. Look, I, I think when, when I was with the Cowboys, Bill Parcells is by far the most when it comes to preparing for. Um, situations in, in a football game, odd situations that, that may come up once every three years. Bill Parcells is the best I've ever been around. That There was eight or nine different situations that we practiced every day at training camp. At, at the end of every practice, he dedicated 10 to 15 minutes to it. You know, of course, he would we would install for a week and then to the point where he'd go, hey, Clint, you're in at quarterback. We've got X number. Here's where the ball's at. we got X, X seconds left on the clock. we got no timeouts. What's the play? And everybody, I knew the play. Everybody else knew the play. I mean, he was doing that three and four quarterbacks deep. So you know he was doing it, um, you know, to an extreme. 
And one of them, one thing that Bill Parcells always did in two-minute situations, and, and he would kick guys, not out of practice, but he would kick guys out of the huddle if they didn't, after they caught the football, hand it to the ref. If they got within a yard, and then, I remember Reggie Swinton, little rock guy. Mm-hmm. Reggie Swinton one time catches the ball in practice, gets right to the ref, and literally is a yard, tosses the ball like soft tosses like an egg to the ref at practice. And Parcells yanked him out of the huddle and put another receiver in there because he didn't literally hand it to the, to, to the, to the official. I mean, so that's the kind of, I mean, that's how egregious ultimately that was yesterday. I mean, think about how that all went down, guys. Mm. Not only did they not hand the ball to the official, but literally Dak handed it to the center, got underneath the center, <laughs> and the center was fixing to snap the ball without the, as if the official wasn't even part of the game. I mean, that, that, is, that goes, starts with the head coach. He should ultimately be held, held accountable. The offensive coordinator should definitely get some blowback because ultimately that's his meeting room. And the $40 million quarterback should definitely get some blowback because it was a bot process. And ultimately it just exposes the Cowboys for exactly who they are, a team that you can't trust in the playoff because things like that get you beat when the opponent is equally as gifted, equally as talented, and more prepared. It's that simple. It gets you beat nine times out of ten when talent's not enough and, and that's just not the case in playoffs. If in he playoffs. if he had snapped it and they flagged it for an improper snap, would they have? I guess had there been a ten second runoff and they would have lost anyway. Was there any way for them to avoid that other than trying to be a little more efficient and hand the ball to the umpire? Uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know the, the runoff. To be completely honest with you, I, I don't know how that that would have worked in, in that particular situation um, in, in terms of an illegal snap, Justin. I would assume that it would be a, it would it would definitely and, and, and just as we think through it. The, the only way that it would be that it would make sense is if it was a 10 second runoff and the game would be over or people would do that all the time right mm-hmm. you know I mean just to stop the clock so um yeah it, it's just you know all the way down to, like the, the level the, it's a fireable offense to whoever they decide I, I would say Mike McCarthy it's a fireable offense because like Wes said you're out of a timeout we've heard Romo did it in real time told us that 16 yes. to 18 seconds 16 to 18 seconds is the limit. Right, every former player on TV today has said that 16 to 18 seconds is the limit, and you trot your ass out there with 14 seconds to go and think it's a good idea. <laughs> like I don't know, it, it, it's either it's either ignorance, lack of preparation, or just uh, again and a level of arrogance that they think yeah. they can pull something off. That's just that's just not sound football, guys. It's just, I mean, I hate to say it because I got look, I want my cowboy jersey on the wall to be as as flattering as as. As anybody out there, I mean, I, I want them to go win a Super Bowl so I can put, so I can post about my helmet, my damn jersey, and say I played that on that football team. But it's just, I, I just can't trust the, 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 the style, the brand of ball that they play. I know they'd rather chuck it in the end zone for the twenty-two, uh, Clint. But my thing is, I mean, we know, I'm pretty sure, like hell, I can throw from the thirty-five and get in the end zone. I mean, if you're going to run a five vertical play, does it really? Do you really need those fifteen yards or whatever? Is it that important? Maybe it increases your chances. But I'm thinking. Don't you want to like throw the ball and guarantee that you get a chuck into the end zone? Like that's the ultimate number one goal, right? Absolutely. I mean, the number one goal is don't let the clock run out before you at least throw the ball to the end zone, right? <laughs> ultimately, no. that's the, that's the goal. Yeah. Look, I mean, I, I think I think Dan Orlovsky said it best this morning. I mean, w- would I rather? Yeah, I would rather have a five vertical shot from the twenty-five yard line. But but is it worth taking the risk of the clock running out, right? When you factor that that context, that really matters into the situation, no, I would rather have two shots from the 50. I'd rather throw two Hail Marys 
then risk the mm-hmm. clock running out when I'm when I'm trying to spot the ball in the 25 and never throw the ball, never throw the ball into the end zone. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, the, the whole thing baffles me. I mean, but 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 again, it doesn't surprise. Me. This is a team that on third down, for some reason, two times I've watched them this year, decides to throw a ball on third and 12, throw a ball eight yards deep, and then before the guy gets tackled, lateral it 15 to 20 yards across the field towards the sideline, as if that's a good idea. It almost this worked. Is insane. This is, yeah, it almost worked. Hell, it almost worked last time, too, but, but uh, Amari, uh, Amari Cooper dropped it. Now, and this is the same team that executes a fake punt flawlessly mm. and leaves their punt team out there and then botches the punt team running off and the offense running on to the point where you get a delay of game. So you start to drive first and 15. I will behind s- the chain. But I will say that was next-level genius, though, because if you can get their punt coverage unit out there and you can somehow put some semblance of an offense out there and they're completely unprepared, you might be able to get a pretty magical second play out of that deal, too. And I think that's what they were looking for, maybe. Maybe I'm yeah, drunk. No, the, I don't I, know I what they were doing. What they were looking, what they were looking they were. for was <laughs> – what they were looking for was was San Francisco to have to call a timeout. Yeah, the timeout. that's right. Right. If yeah, but they, I'm like, why not? I honestly thought the that the uh, who's the uh, the OC or the uh, oh it's Fossil right is yeah. the is the uh, the special yeah. teams coordinator. Yeah. I really thought they were like they had a second. He's like, no, stay out there. I was like, they got a second play in the. That mm-hmm. is genius. A second play after a fake. That's awesome. Oh no, that's not no, what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Justin. Had they ran a play and took advantage of the of the the, the punt team, the punt return team that San Francisco had out there. Yeah, no, it would have been a great idea if you would have executed it cleanly, right? But the problem is, is clearly you don't prepare to the point where you wait too late to get your offense on the field, and then you take a delay a game, and it ends up hurting you. I mean, that that's the thing. A lot of this stuff could be genius if you could execute it at a high level. A lot of this stuff could be genius if you would run the damn football and, and force them to play man-to-man defense, force them to close the middle of the field, and then take the easy throw in the, throw in the ocean throws outside, throw your screen game outside, get one-on-one with C.D. Lamb and just torch guys like you see other football teams do. They do it really well against sub-500 football teams. They do it really well against teams that, that have 12 guys out from COVID. But the, the fact of the matter is when you get to the playoffs, do you feel good about what they're doing in the sense of being able to compete at the highest level? And, and I just – I've never – I haven't felt that way about the Cowboys – whether they have 10 pro bowlers on the roster or not in a really, really long time. Yeah, and the 14 penalties, and so many of those were just shooting themselves in the foot. You mentioned the one with the delay of game, but it would just it happened time. And they were drive killers because they couldn't run the ball. And like you said, third and long, they're not going to get it. And so that, that ended drives, the holding penalties, the false starts, then offsides on defense, man. To me, that's an undisciplined team, and that starts at the top. Absolutely, Wes. There's, there's no question about it. Again, Dan Orlovsky, one of my favorites to follow. He, he's mm-hmm. got the, the stat of the day, in my opinion. Eight, eight penalties either took a, a first down away from the Cowboys or gave the San Francisco 49ers a first down. In one game, eight penalties either took a, took a first down away from you or gave your opponent a first down. You can't win like that. And, and then you just, just look at the simple – guys, just look at the simple abandoned – like they were down two touchdowns, which for, for the high-scoring offense in the game shouldn't be a problem. They were down two touchdowns with, I think it was six-plus minutes left in the third quarter. And I counted 11 straight pass plays. And that's not even counting the ones that got called back for penalties or, 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 or blown dead for penalties. There were 11 straight pass plays. And you wonder, Wes, and, and I know this isn't an excuse for the offensive line, but it is, it is exponentially more difficult for an offensive line, especially against a good defensive front, 
it's exponentially more difficult for a defensive, I mean, for an offensive line to get up there and hold their water and pass protect versus a good defensive front when your quarterback's in gun and everybody in America knows you've abandoned the run and you're going to pass the defensive line and pin their ears back. And you wonder why you get a holding call. You wonder why you get a, a, a false start because those guys are up there holding their water trying to try, while Dak's back there trying to figure out you know, what play they want to run consistently, asking those guys to just sit up there in their stance. I mean, it, it is it, – it, I mean, good teams don't do it, but if, you, if you're the most penalized football team in America and you get to the playoffs, let's snap the damn ball and play football. Right. You know, let, let, let's mix in the run. It, it, it's significantly less difficult to run the football when you've got a good run offense like the Cowboys should have than it is to pass protect 50 times a game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it's a level of – I call it arrogance that, that just – it boy, it caps my hide because I want to see them win ball games. All right, we don't have but a couple minutes left. Let me ask you about a couple of games that are on tap now. we got the game tonight. Wes and I debated this game a lot last week, and I may have incorrectly talked him out of the Rams. This is a team in Arizona that was really great the first half of the year and then kind of hit their stumbling block. Seemed like, to me, they regained their form late, a la the, the Buffalo Bills, who dominated against the Patriots. What do you expect tonight in L.A.? Can I pause real quick? Yes. You get, take into account the Cardinals' best victory here recently. The Cowboys, I yeah. know. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm gonna hug you after the segment's over. Well, maybe that's not such a quality <laughs> victory, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's look on the road. It's still a good win. Really? I think so. I mean, you think San Francisco's not yeah. celebrating today? Anyway, who, what do you ahead, what do you like tonight? I'm I'm riding L.A. big time here. I mean, you're, you're talking about you're, you're talking about a a defensive front um, that that has the ability to 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 force Kyler Murray into using his legs, not when he wants to, but literally force him. To have to use have to use his legs, and, and then you got on the flip side of it, you got Jalen Ramsey on the back end that can man up one on one with whoever your number one active receiver is at, at that point in time. And, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I'm not a I'm not as hard on Matthew Stafford as everybody else is. Okay. I, I understand. I, I see. I understand. You know, he played in Detroit. I understand the the, the hesitancy to believe in him um, and, and things of that nature. But to act like the guy's just a choke artist at this point before he's really been been given an opportunity with these kind of weapons around him, uh, you know, I, I think is I think people are real quick in game to ignore the first three quarters that he played lights out and made throw after throw that were phenomenal, and then all of a sudden jump on one piss poor decision, which he needs to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. But we're real quick to jump on his bad decisions and not give him credit for what he does do good throughout a game. I, I just I'm not ready to to, to bail on Matthew Stafford yet. I, I like the Rams tonight in a, in a big way. Okay, and then we get a rematch of last year's AFC Championship with Buffalo and KC next Sunday. Buffalo, a slight road dog. What do you expect, I, bro? I, I was I was down on Buffalo. I picked Buffalo to be the one team that fell out this year, like San Francisco did last year. Obviously, I was dead wrong. And I'll be honest with you, I watched that game yesterday, Justin. I. I uh, that that was the most impressive uh, uh, display this weekend. But yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo, right now, yesterday before that game, or, or before that game, I, I would not have thought. Uh, I, I was playoff contender, yes. Super Bowl contender, I'm not ready to say it right now. I, I'd say I'd say they're a favorite to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, I know this. Josh Allen's real comfortable when it's cold, so I'm sure he is hoping for bad weather in Kansas City this weekend. I mean, you could see it. I mean, and we talked about it a little bit, and I'm not knocking Mac Jones. Their defense couldn't do anything with him. But it was like, this dude played at Wyoming and then settling in in Buffalo, and it's like zero degrees. He's like, cool, let's go. He did wear sleeves. I will say that. It was pretty smart. He's not a complete idiot. But he looked real yeah, comfortable in the cold. Just, you talk, that, that's a good point, man. Like, just he's used to playing in that weather. 
And then you look at his skill set when it comes to maybe not the win the first time they played New England, but you look at just like that big arm, big body, big physical dude. I mean, he's built to 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 really not check up if, if the weather's cold and, and if, you, if you can spin it around the park at all, he's going to be the one that can do it in those kind of elements, man. So you're right. I mean, I, we talk a lot about the Cleveland Browns and about how they need a quarterback that can brave the elements and his ball cuts the wind and, and all these things. And But uh, really, the truth of the matter is the one that's the one that's that's putting the film up doing it right now is Josh Allen and Buffalo. Hey, Clint, call uh, Swinton. You need to fill him in on the story. He doesn't remember anything. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I got hit too many times. Maybe it wasn't Swinton. All I know is Swinton was wearing a cowboy helmet at the same time. So, hell, that ought to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clint, uh, the projects aren't done. I'm glad you got this particular round done, but they're still coming. So, it'll be well worth it, I'm sure, once uh, Baby Girl arrives. But, Appreciate the time today, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, brother. Y'all be good. See you, right, man. Take care. Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.